Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide. Diets and workouts? You've done the work, so why can't you get to your goal weight? That's because up to 70% of your weight is predetermined by your genetics. So while you've been told that it's all about your willpower, you're actually fighting your biology. Don't do it alone. Found's doctor-designed program uses medication as part of a treatment plan that targets your body's unique biological needs so that your body works with you and not against you. Take the quiz at joinfound.com to see if Found's weight loss program is right for you. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Let's make our feels good in here. Lift your Bibles. Lift your Bibles. Make your, we're going to make our confession of faith together. You say, I don't believe in all of that. It ain't about what you believe. Praise ain't for you. It's for him. So when you withhold it, you ain't hurt nobody but yourself. I ain't gonna do all that. Cool, keep what you got. But the rest of the people on your on your road in your section, somebody say, somebody say he's about to blow our minds. You don't wanna shout, I'll shout right over you. You don't wanna praise him, I'll praise him right in front of you. You don't wanna give him glory, it ain't for you. This is for God. Come on, lift your Bible. Let's go. We got to get to the Word. Lift your Bible. Let's make our confession of faith together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we tell you that we're open and we're ready. Speak to us, Lord, now with power. Speak to us now, Lord, with strength. Speak to us now, Lord, with authority. Over these next few moments, I pray that you would customize, tailor, make this word for us, your people, that we'd walk in what you've ordained. In Jesus' name, we pray. For five seconds, can I just get you to open your mouth and release your worship to your God right there? Five. Come on, in the building and online, just release, open your mouth and release your worship like you're ready to receive. Five. Four. Jesus. Three. Two. Come on, tell them, say, Lord, I'm ready. Tell them, say, Lord, I'm ready. Tell them, say, Lord, I'm ready. Tell them again, say, Lord, I'm ready. 
Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So, so in Harvest Church teaching series, and um, and this month we're in this series called "I'll Lack Nothing." Can you make that declaration? And say, "I'll Lack Nothing." Here's why. Second Peter, and you'll look on the screen. I'll make it real easy for you at Harvest because I put all the scriptures on the screen. You can screenshot it. You can go back. You can look at it. All of it's there for you. Why? Because I want you to be able to lock in and get what God has for you. Hear me. I'm not in the church just for the sake of doing church stuff. I'm not in the church just for the sake of going through religious form and fashion. The gospel is good news. And good news, watch me, it means that we get results. Everybody shout results. And I'm here to tell you, for some of you, watch me, you are about to see results like you've never, ever seen before. Now, I know for some of you, words like that and phrases like that might seem cliche, but I need you to listen very carefully. First Samuel 3.19 says, and the Lord was with the man of God, and he did not let one of his words fall to the ground. So listen, I can't speak for anybody else about anything else, but I can tell you this, that when I speak something, you better snatch that thing and take it to the bank like it's a cashable check because it's not going to fall to the ground. The Bible says, and the Lord was with the man of God. God, which means God's going to back this thing up. So I need you to activate your faith because everything with our faith is voice activated. I just need you to touch somebody and say, hey, hey, hey. Say the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year for you. Good God Almighty. Okay, Lord Jesus, please let the second person get it. That's the second person. Say the rest of this year is going to be the best of this year for you. So look at 2 Peter. It says that his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and to godliness, which means everything that you need, what does the scripture say? You have been given to have a great life and a godly life through the knowledge of him, which means the more I learn about him, the more I learn about the great and the godly life that he's planned and ordained for me. Hear me. You were not born to just pay bills, have babies, and die, but you were sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. And for some of y'all, everything you been through up to this point has been training for your reigning. It's been getting you ready for what you're getting ready to step into. It's been preparing you because you're about to get a phone call. You're about to get a knock. You're about to get an open door and I need you to be ready. God lets you prepare so that when you uh, the opportunity showed up you'd already be ready. You wouldn't have to get ready. Say everything I need I already have. So watch me. I taught you this last week that we are farmers because everything we need, we already have for a great godly life. But watch me. It's in seed form. Say seed form. Understanding that it's in seed form means that I cannot sleep on the seed that I have because seed is always smaller than the harvest. See, you already got the million dollar idea, but it's just an idea right now. It's a seed, but if you'll do right by that seed, that seed's going to turn into something big. You already have the idea that you need to change the game, but it's a seed. That seed has got to be handled right so it can become something larger in your future. So look at this. You'll have a surplus of whatever it is that you sow. This is why you never have to worry about getting even with trifling people. You never have to worry about getting evil with evil people. Why? Because they're going to get a surplus of what it is that they sow. Watch me. Never worry about jumping on somebody because they gossip. And why? Because they're going to get everything that they sow and they're about to get that back. And for some of you all, you're about to be glad that you didn't back at somebody because that means that they're about to get a harvest of the negative that they sold against you and watch me they shouldn't have put it out there if they didn't want to get that thing back they're gonna wish they never put their name in your mouth they're gonna wish that they never lied on you they're gonna wish that they never talked trash about you because you get a surplus of what you sow the harvest is always bigger than the seed look at this i gave you four types of seed to sow number one your mind, which is your thoughts. Your thoughts are a form of seed. Every thought is a seed, and what you do with that thought determines the harvest that you produce. This is why you often get attacked in the realm of your thoughts, so you begin to think negatively. This is why little things were introduced to you when you were a child to try to get you to think negative about yourself. You're stupid. You're dumb. 
you're too white, you're too black, you act white, you act too black, you too dark, you too this, why? To get you to begin to think on certain things that would poison you so that seed would produce a negative harvest in you that would last for the rest of your life. Let's tell the truth. A lot of what most adults are dealing with, it's walking out the seeds and the harvest of what was sown into them as a child. But in Jesus' name, I pray that every negative seed that was ever sown into your life from your birth until now, I pray that the Holy Spirit would uproot that negative thing. Everything that makes you think negatively about yourself. I pray that the Holy Ghost would uproot that. I pray that every word that was spoken over you that was evil, every word that was spoken over you that would make you think contrary to what God says about you, I pray that would be uprooted tonight. In Jesus' name, somebody shout, yes, Lord. So number one, your mind. Number two, here's the second type of seed. It's your mouth. What comes out of your mouth is a seed. Numbers 14, 28. The Bible says, and I will give you exactly what I heard you say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it will eat its fruit. You are where you are because of what you've said. And this is why at Harvest, I always have you to say a whole lot in the building, online. If it's a pop-up, it doesn't matter because you sit back waiting on something. God says, I'm waiting on you to say something. And this is why you got to be careful. You're not sitting next to people who are silent when you need to be sitting next to somebody that's go say something. We got to be careful that, watch me, don't have a prayer partner that don't know how to actually open their mouth and say something. Because listen, I don't have time to be stagnant. I don't have time to be stuck. I don't have time to be in this. I refuse in 12 months to be in the same place that I am today. I need you to make sure you sit next to somebody that knows how to open up their mouth and speak. Just look at them and say, God's about to blow my mind. Now, if they don't get excited about what you just said, this is a good opportunity to go sit somewhere else. I need to be around some people that are excited about my future. I need to be around some people that are clapping for me and want me to win. Look at somebody else say, God's about to blow my mind. say things like that, you say things like that, when you say things like that, you can begin to wonder, okay, okay, but well, am I just saying something? No, you're sowing the seed. No, you're sowing the seed. You, you want to know why you feel so sick? You sowed that seed. You want to know why you're always so tired? You sowed that seed. You want to know why you broke? You sowed that seed. You want to know why what you're doing never ever becomes anything? You sowed that seed. You want to know why your kid's crazy? You sowed that seed. You want to know why your wife acts that way? You called her that. Y'all ain't going to say that? You want to know why your husband acts that way? You called him that. Which means you're going to have to use your tongue to create something in your future. You're going to have to use your mouth to manifest something in your future. I know I'm not talking to everybody because I sense a little resistance in the room. That's all right. I know how to preach through resistance. That's all right. It's like a pilot flying a plane. I know how to navigate through turbulence. I'm good with it. I just need you to make this declaration and make this day statement over your life. Say the rest of this year is going to be the best of my year. Come on, Atlanta. Say it with authority. Say the rest of this year is going to be the best of my year. Here's the third type of seed. Third type of seed, your movement, your actions. Every action, every action is a seed. Everything you do 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 is a seed. Everything you don't do is a seed. Sometimes you're looking for something, watch me, that will be an illegal harvest because you actually did nothing to get that harvest. Okay, you ready? You didn't take the steps that were necessary. You wanted the job, but you didn't take the movement that was necessary to get it. Watch me. You wanted the connection, but you didn't make the movement necessarily to get it. But Watch me. You wanted the open door, but you didn't move towards the door. So what's the purpose of opening the door if you're going to get scared when you get towards that door? I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, you're about to bust some moves. You're about to bust some moves. 
Yeah. And some of these moves you're about to make are going to make some of your family folk mad. Good. Some of these moves you're about to make are going to make some of your friends mad. Good. Why? Because I refuse to stay stuck and stagnant in the same place. Everything that I need for life and godliness has already been given to me. Here's the fourth type of seed. What you do with your money. What you do with your money is a seed. Right? So you cannot, a lot of people pray for money. And that's cute, but you're, that's not how you get it. That's how you get it. You sow for it. Nowhere in the scripture does it say pray for financial breakthrough. That's cute to pray for it, but nowhere does it say to do that. You have to sow for it. Luke 6.38, give and it shall be given unto you. How? Couldn't measure. First down, shaking together, running over. So you cannot want a breakthrough financially, and you've never breaking through to sow anything in your finances. This is why, watch me, the testimonies of the people that are connected to Harvest are amazing because they've been taught to be faithful givers. And being a faithful giver is going to set up your future so you're always receiving a harvest. Matter of fact, can I tell you this? God doesn't control your harvest. Somebody say, I do. You control your harvest because we sow what we want to see, which means anything I want to see in my life, all I got to do is sow it out of my life first. You want friendliness? Sow it. You want loyalty? Sow it. You want dependability? Sow it. You want faithful people? Be faithful. You want somebody to hook you up? Hook somebody else up. You want people to buy your business and support your business? Support somebody else's business. You want somebody, watch me, to fight for you? Who have you fought for? We got to sow what it is that we want to see. Here it is. We release what we want to increase, which means anything that I want to see increase in my life, I first have to release it first. And here's what the enemy will do. He will fight you with a scarcity mentality. Like, if I let this go, this is all I'm going to have. If I let this go... I won't have anything else. And that's a scarcity mentality. And watch me. And you've been through too much to have that type of a mentality. In fact, the only reason you are where you are now is because of what you were willing to release. Let's go. You were willing to release some previous bad, toxic stuff. That's why God can give you something better. You were willing to release your yesterday. That's how you got to today. You can't take your next step without releasing your previous step. You can't take your next breath without releasing your previous breath. And you cannot move into your next until you release your present. I need you to lift your hands, open up your mouth and say, Lord, I'm ready for increase. Tell it. Uh-uh. I need you to say it with authority. Please lift your hands. Open up your mouth. Say, Lord, I'm ready for increase. So, so, so I said, so then that means you're going to have to increase. That means you're going to have to release. Now, listen to this statement. This statement is very potent. It's very poignant. Life's not going to give you what you think you're due. We have a whole lot of people. We have a whole world of people who feel like they do something an entitlement mentality because they breathe and they think somebody owe them something and, watch me, and they'll even treat you like you owe them something you ready life owes you nothing mm. life's not going to give you what you do life is going to give you what you demand oh my god and your seed is a demand see when I release a seed I'm putting a demand on my future let's go when I release a seed, I'm putting a demand on my future. So tonight, for just a few moments, I want to teach this. These are my demands. Say it with authority. Say, these are my demands. Come on, say it again. Say, these are my demands. Right, so when you think of the term demand, when you think of the term demand, and that can be a very um, controversial topic or a very controversial wording to use because many people were taught a version of Christianity that has you like this, where you are begging him to do something for you. Right? In fact, do you not know the prayer hands like most people do? Do you not know that that actually comes from slavery when a slave was begging the master not to do something? But, but that's not the posture or the position that you and I are in. We are sons and daughters 
of the Most High God, which, which means God says, I've given you authority to release from your life what you want to see increase in your life. You're not a beggar. Oh, my God. You're not, watch me, you're not a beggar. You Watch me. You ain't got to beg nobody to do nothing because your God is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord, your provider. I want to make sure I'm in the building at least with five people. I don't need a whole lot, but at least with five people that make this declaration. I refuse to beg when my God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I ain't got to beg no ninja to do nothing. If you won't do it, God will open another day on another way. If you don't want it, God will provide somebody else to do it. You don't want to be in my life, he'll raise somebody else up to be in my life. But I ain't got to beg nobody for nothing. Okay, let me show you. So, so what is the demand? What is the demand? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Because some of you, this is, this is controversial thinking because you were taught just, you know, whatever the Lord wants, whatever the Lord wants, whatever the Lord wants. Okay, so then why does he say pray? If he's just going to give you what he's going to give you anyhow, then why do you pray? Watch me. Genesis 1.26. I feel like teaching tonight. Genesis 1.26 says, let us, who is God talking to? He's talking to the tapestry of himself. Uh, God, Deuteronomy 6 and 4, hear O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. God is Father, he is Son, he is Holy Spirit, all at the same time. Just like water, it can be steam and can be ice, all at the same time. Those are not three different things, they are three different expressions of the same thing. Pay attention. So when he says, let us, he's speaking to the tapestry of the qualities that he is. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord, our provider, is speaking to Jehovah Sabaoth, which is the Lord that fights for us, which is speaking to Jehovah Roi, our shepherd, which is speaking to Jehovah Rapha, our healer, which is speaking to Elohim. But God is speaking to the tapestry of himself, and he's saying, everything that's good about us, let us put it in man. Let us put it in them, and I give them dominion over the earth, which means I don't need them to punk out and back down. I need them to take a posture of demand. When God said, let there be light, what? No argument. Light showed up. When God said, let there be this, what? No argument. It showed up. He didn't beg. He made demands. And I need you to touch somebody and say, you're about to make some demands. You're about to. Good God. Good God. Uh-uh. Find somebody on fire in your road. Touch them. Say, you're about to make some demands. You're about to. Because you've been arguing with folk. You've been arguing with peace. You've been arguing. It ain't going to be no argument. I make demands. I'm not going back and forth with nobody. I'm living my best life. So what is a demand? A demand is an insistent request. What does this mean? Insistent means I don't stop until I see it. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Listen. It's an insistent request made as if by right. So what are our rights? In America... Uh, we have this thing that they refer to as the Bill of Rights. It says that being an American citizen, these are things that are rights that come with your citizenship. Huh? In America, it said these are things that come with your citizenship. These are the rights that you are, watch me, that come with your citizenship. This is why you got to know, watch me, I'm in the earth, but I ain't from here. Jeremiah chapter 1, before he formed me in my mother's womb, he knew me, which means, watch me, I was sent from heaven to the earth on an assignment in the earth to change things on the earth. I'm in the earth, but I'm not of the earth. I was sent to the earth to make the earth look like heaven. Can I teach tonight? Can I teach tonight? So when Jesus came into the earth, when did Jesus come into the earth? Jesus came into the earth when the Roman Empire was at its apex, was at its zenith. Why is that significant? Because timing matters to God. 
The Roman Empire was the first empire to practice uh, something called colonization. Say colonization. I need you to say it with authority. Say colonization. Colonization works like this. Colonization says we are not going to pick up a group of people and move them to Rome. Instead, we are going to send representatives to where they are to turn where they are to make it look like where we are. So, so the Babylonians, what did they do? The Babylonians, they would pick up Judah and they would then move them to Babylon. And then this is how you got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whose real Hebrew names are Azariah, Mishael, and Hananiah. Uh, watch me, because they had to change them, but they changed them by moving them. But when Jesus stepped into the earth, he stepped into the earth when the Romans were showing us a whole new way how to do colonization and expand your kingdom. See, what the Romans would do is say, we're going to conquer a territory, but we're going to send our representatives to go make where they are look like where we are. Which means, watch me, I'm not trying to die to get to heaven. No, boo, I'm living well so I can bring heaven down to earth. This is why God sends you in the dark places. Why? So you can turn that thing around. This is why God sends you into messy situations so you can turn it around. What if you've been running from your assignment because you thought it was supposed to be done already when you were the one that was sent to change it? He was sent during the Roman Empire, which the Romans were the first ones to say, we're going to send our representatives to go colonize and to go make things different. Why is that significant? Because in America... We get this thing called a Bill of Rights. Pay attention. In Rome, Paul made reference to the fact that they had rights as a Roman citizen. So watch me. If I'm not from here, then where are we from? Somebody shout the kingdom. The kingdom is God's modus operandi. It's how God does what he does when he does what he does. Pay attention. The kingdom, watch me, it's separate from the rules of the earth. <laughs> which means the rules of the earth says get all you can and then can all you get. But the rules of the kingdom say whatever you want to increase, you first got to release. Watch me. The king, watch me. The, the earth says, watch me, only look out for yourself. But the kingdom says, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Which means nobody can ever use me. Nobody can ever take advantage of me. Nobody can ever do me dirty. Why? Because the most you did was get some seed off of me and I'm a farmer in the first place. I wish you look at somebody and tell them and say, nobody's used you. Nobody's used you. Nobody's used you. God just used them to get seed off of you. There are rights that come with your citizenship. So, this is an insistent request made as if by right. Which means, where do we find our rights? Somebody say, it's in the word. So, why do you get to declare healing? Even if, watch me, even if the sickness you got, you brought on you. You do know that the woman with the issue of blood, uh, according to Torah, the first five books of the Bible, uh, that the issue she had was the issue she brought on herself. She got it. Okay, yeah, okay, you didn't know, so let me teach you. Uh, scripture teaches us that one of the curses that would be attached to inappropriate relationships, you ready? This is why you got to be careful. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Uh, and one of the curses that was attached to an inappropriate relationship was that a woman would have an uncontrollable flow of blood. So if you read your New Testament, you'll see a cross-reference taking you back to where she got her issue. And we know that she got her issue because of something she did. But how in the world could she get healing? Because she was a citizen, watch me, that has some rights from another kingdom. I'll talk over here because they don't shout over here. Because in the kingdom, with his stripes, we are healed. Which means even if what I got, I did to get it. Watch me. Healing comes with the benefits package. Healing is one of the rights. Prosperity is one of the rights. Blessing is one of the rights. Favor is one of the rights. And you may not like it, but it comes with my citizenship. This is why, can I teach? 
This is why when you're born again or become a Christian, you're born again into what? Into a new kingdom. It's a new citizenship. So watch what the scripture says, or watch what the man means. It's an insistent request made if by right, but which means I got to know the word so I know my rights. And when I know my rights, you cannot stop me from walking in what God has for me. You may not like me, but you cannot stop me. They may not want to see you win, but they can't stop you from winning because I know my rights. Please find the most excited person in your section and just touch them and say, I know my rights. I know my rights. I know my rights. I, I know that I'm the head and not the tail. That's my right. I know that I'm more than an overcomer. That's my right. Here's the demand. Here's the demand. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. It means pressing requirements. In other words, I require this. This has to happen. And watch me. And I'm going to press until I get it. Mm. I'm going to press until I get it. I'm going to push until I get it. See, I pray that you haven't gotten to the stage of life or this place in life to where you push a little bit and when you get a little pushback, you stop. The pushback is proof you need to keep pushing. Push that neighbor next to you just say, you got to keep pushing. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Push somebody else say, you got to keep pressing. I- I know the pushback makes you want to stop, but you can't. I know the pushback makes you want to say, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. I'm going to tell you, it's the exact opposite. The pushback is proof that that's exactly what you're supposed to do. That's exactly where you're supposed to go. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. Here's the next definition. Next definition. Say, these are my demands. Next, after pressing requirements, it's a desire for a particular noun. What does this mean? A noun, person, place, thing, or idea. So, uh, this means I... I desire this person, place, thing, or idea, okay? Which means there are certain things that God says, watch me, I will give you the desires of your heart. There are certain things you desire. You ready for this? And and sometimes, um, depending on what you were taught or your background, you were never taught to tap into your desire because your desire, watch me, may actually be where God wants you to put a demand. Okay, you follow me? See, there there are certain things that get you angry. And one of the desires of your heart is to do something about it. Not to sit up and be angry about it, but to tap into your desire. Because you're about to change a particular noun, a particular place, a particular person, a particular thing, or a particular idea. All right, let's go to the next. 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 It means to ask authoritatively or brusquely. Brusquely means almost rude. It's so direct, it came across rude. And let me say this, for some people, you're so used to people that are, okay, okay, okay. you're so used to people who don't know what they want, that when you interact with somebody that knows exactly what they want, and they tell you, it's like a Drew Hill song, they tell you exactly what it is, I need A, B, C, D, E. That's kind of rude. No, you just used to people who don't know where they're going, don't know what they want, they know what they need. But I know where I'm going. I know what I want, and I know what I need. Come on, y'all. We're almost there. We're about to get a breakthrough in the room. Would you tell somebody close to you say, you got to ask with authority. I... Yeah, I, I, watch me. No, uh, no is not an option for me. You, you refusing me is not an option for me. I need A, B, C, D, boo, and I'm going to need it quickly. I'm going to need you to move a little faster than that. Why? Because I have put some demands, and when I put a demand, heaven has got to respond to my demand. I pray God give you the ability to speak clearly. 
I pray God give you the ability to speak with authority. I pray God give you the ability. Some of you about to get a raise this week because you're going to go in there and demand it. Y'all ain't going to sit up. Some of you are about to get a promotion. Watch me because you're about to ask for it with authority. To ask authoritatively or brusquely. It means direct. Say, I'll be direct. A lot of times you don't get what you want because you weren't direct about what you wanted. And the reason you weren't direct about what you wanted is because you didn't know what you really wanted in the first place. You ready? I don't know. Well, maybe I'm not the type of person. I'm, this is what I want. This is the way I want it. Now, if you can't, I understand that. Bring me somebody else that can. Okay? Can, can bounce. Be encouraged. Watch me. Because if you're not clear, what will happen is the enemy will keep giving you, watch me, keep giving you a counterfeit to see if you'll just settle and let it fit. But your days of counterfeits are over. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Your days of counterfeits are over. From this day forward, everything in your life is about to be real, and it's gonna be exactly what you asked for. Numbers 14, 28. I will give you exactly what I heard you. Ready? So some of you, let me help you. In your career, you haven't been clear. So that's why his answer is not clear. You know, whatever your will is. Okay, 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 okay. So then how do I know his will? Well, I got to get his word. Well, then I'm going to get his word. Then I got to know his word. Then I got to declare his word. And I got to be authoritative about it. I got to be so direct it sounds rude to punks. And when I say punk, I just mean one that, you know, people that pull back. People that run from instead of run to. See, you sit next to a David. Okay, what's a David? Everybody else was running from Goliath, but your neighbor is the type that was like, where to fight at? Where the fighter? Where the fighter? You sit next to somebody that's been through far too much hell to get to the end of this year to just settle. Oh my God. You sit next to somebody that has cried too many tears and had too many suicidal ideations and thoughts to get to the end of this year and not get what they demand. Please stop somebody close to say, I'm getting what I demand. Let's go. Let's go. Okay? It means to summon. In other words, Think of a summons like court. I mean, you got to show up. You, you, in other words, I'm telling something that's not here to get here. See, see some of you, here's what you're about to put a demand on. You're about to put a demand on the resources you need. You're about to summon it. You, you're about to issue a court order. And you're about to summon, watch me, you're about to summon the resources that you need. Because you've been looking, but that means you're out of order. Because watch me, because the scripture says I'm supposed to put a demand on this thing. Which means I'm supposed to call what I need in the spirit. Matter of fact, let's go up for just a second. I pray that everything that you need between now and the end of this year, we put a summons out in the realm of the spirit. Every resource that you need, every person, every place, everything, every idea, every resource that you need, we put a summons on it. And we put a demand on it. And we command it to manifest from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Now, in the name of Jesus, say, I summon everything I need. If I summon it, it has to show up, and it has to, sh- you know what a summons has? It says, you have to show up and appear at this time, you missed it, you have to show up, and you have to appear at this time. When David was fighting Goliath, you know what he said? He says, and today, I'm going to take your head off. He didn't say, at some point, he didn't say, you know, whenever the Lord wants it done, David said, you got the right one today. 
David said, watch me, I'm about to take your head off today. Now, now some of you, watch me, you, you got so much going on, it's kind of difficult for you to push through it, but I'm going to need you to push through because on the other side is your push is your promise. You ready? On the other side is your push is a promise. I just need you to lift your hands, make this declaration, say, I summons the resources that I need to show up before the end of this year. In Jesus' name. Now put a praise behind your summons right there. Put a praise behind your summons right there. You have until December 31st, 2023, to be in front of me. You have been summoned. Your finances have been summoned. The right friends have been summoned. The right people have been summoned. Come on, shout yes, Lord. It's amazing to me, um, as a shepherd, when sometimes people tell me about different things that are going on, and I'll just ask a very simple question. Have you prayed about it? No. Okay, Here, here's what that's the equivalent of. I haven't eaten fast food since 2023. I have not gone through a drive-thru since 2023. Except one time when Bishop Wright, the vice chairman of our board, he insisted in Dallas that I had to try In-N-Out Burger. And I said, are you sure this is working? He promised me it was. I ate that burger. I said, sir, this was not working. I could have made this at the house. Listen, right? so, 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 so here's how it works at the draft thing. Because here's what some of y'all have been doing. And heaven is like, what are you doing? You pull up, you see the menu, the word. See all of what's available, okay? But you have made no order. You pull up to the second window, looking at the window, saying, what's up? Well, where is it? He's like, what? Where is what? Lord, 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 you haven't done it. Done what? Lord, I'm just waiting on my breakthrough. A breakthrough of what? If you're going to break through something, what are we breaking through? Y'all ain't going to talk to me? See, some of you have never formally ordered what it is that you just went to the second window and you wait. No, so you wait, but you ain't got no order. So when you get to the second window, watch me, especially here in Atlanta. When you get to that second window, they're like, what, what do you want? What, what, what can I do for you? What's your issue? What's your boggle? What's your qualm? Watch me. You mad and you want to argue, but you ain't made an order. Now, for some of y'all, you're waiting on what you haven't ordered. You go into the door every day like Amazon for the drop off a package. And when you get on Amazon support, they're like, we don't have an order for you. So tonight, watch me. For tonight, for some of you, you're finally about to put your order in. I just need you to look at somebody next to you, encourage them, and say, may I take your order? So, so where do you get this from? Where's this at in the scripture? Making demands. I ain't never heard of that. I, I just believe that we're just supposed to see whatever the Lord's going to do. And we run on and see what the end going to be. You are totally out of order. So let me get you together. All right, here it is. First John uh, chapter 5. It says, and this is the confidence that we have toward him. You know why some people's relationship with God is difficult? It's because you don't really have confidence in it. You have confidence in what you can see. You have confidence in what you can do. You watch me. You have confidence in you, but you don't have confidence in him. And, this, and watch me. And you're mad at him for something you never ordered. And you're mad at him for something you never demanded. And this is the confidence that we have toward him. That if we ask anything, say anything, 
according to his will. What's his will? His word. This is why when we pray, if you've ever been on a Monday night prayer meeting, any of our pop-ups, what do I always pray? Scripture. I pray Bible. You ain't never heard me pray. Lord, just give me strength like Superman. That ain't in his will. Lord, just Lord, just give me patience like Batman. That ain't in his will. Y'all niggas in that. Lord, yeah, no, that's not in his will. If we ask anything according to his will, he does what? He hears us. Now, this is a good place to shout right there. Because, watch me, because I do not have to just wonder whether or not I'm just speaking into the atmosphere. The moment I put his word on him, I know that he heard exactly what I said. So, according to John chapter 2, the rest of this year will be the best of this year for me. And when I make that declaration, somebody shout, he heard me. Verse 15. And if we know he hears us in whatever we ask, shut your mouth. In what? Whatever we ask. Okay, I, I need for some of y'all, you need to break this box you put God in. Because for some of you, you've boxed him in to what you've been exposed to. So you think that's all you can ever have and all you can ever be. You mean to tell me he suffered, bled, and died just for you to get a car? You mean he suffered, bled, and died just for you to get a piece of property? You mean he suffered, bled, and died just for you to get a check? The devil is a liar. There's so much more to you than meets the eye. And I'm going to tell some of y'all it's about to be manifested. Please touch the most excited person around you and just tell them again. Say, God's about to blow your mind. us in whatever we ask please would you say the underlying part with me we know that we have the request that we have asked of him stop right there I like your shout we we what have say present tense say it say present tense we have the request that we have asked say past tense which means watch me what I did with my demand was in the past but it's producing something in my present. So I'm about to live in over the next 21 days what I've been speaking for the last 11 months. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me? Please open your mouth shut. I already got it. Okay, so let's go. Let's see, let's see, let's see if I can connect these dots for you. I'm almost to where we need to go. Almost to where we need to go. I, I, need, I just need to make sure you get this. Because, watch me, because if they don't like you now, they about to hate you when you get what you demand. I need for some of you to be okay with it. I need for some of you to be okay with it. Why? Because your days of shrinking back and playing little are over. Your days of playing it small are over. Your days of saying, oh, I don't want that much. The devil is a lie and his mammy is too. Everything that God has ordained for my life, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it. Come on here. Everything God died for me to have, I want it. Bigger than material stuff. Are you kidding me? It's bigger than material stuff. All right. Okay, can I say this? So, so look, say, so, say, if you pray, that's a demand, okay? Then you sow, that's a demand. I pray for it, then I sow for it. With my mind, my mouth, my movement, my money, okay? So I pray for it. And once I pray for it, then I got to make sure my thoughts are aligned with that, which means I create an atmosphere that aligns with what I ask for. Okay, so, so don't just pray. Let me just give this example. Don't just pray um, that, you, okay, you want to be, you 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 be a business owner, okay? Cool, great. So now I got to make sure that my thoughts are aligning with being a business owner. Business owner thinks different than employees. 
because a business owner has to provide for other people. An employee only has to clock in and clock out. This is why for some of you, you got to stop looking at that watch because that watch is antithetical to where it is you say you want to go. Because if you don't call the shots, you have to take the shots. And when you take the shots, that means that time is not going to be something you're going to be able to sit there and look at. It may take a little longer, but that's what you have to do when you're the boss. It may take a little longer, but that's what you got to do when you're the entrepreneur. You might be there all night, but it takes what it takes to get what you want. So I pray for it, then I so forth with my mind, then with my mouth, because I got to speak it. I got to speak it. I got to speak it. So every day I'm speaking that what I've already prayed for, I already have, and that's a demand. I'm demanding the atmosphere to give me what I asked for. Watch me. So you may be praying to be debt free. So you pray for it. Now you align your mind with thoughts to make sure that you're debt free. Which means every time they send you an offer to spend some more money, you're like, mm -mm, I'll take the credit line increase, but I ain't going to spend the credit. Why? The only reason I'm going to take the increase is because I want to make sure that my debt to income ratio is good so my FICO scores go up, but I'm not going to spend that money. You ready? You ready? Okay. Now, I got to speak up with my mouth every day. I'm debt free. People call you on the phone. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm debt free. I didn't ask you that. I know you didn't ask me that, but I'm sowing a seed. I'm speaking it into the atmosphere because I'm putting a demand on my future. I'm putting a demand on the atmosphere. And then my movements have got to match that. All of my actions have got to match their freedom. So when somebody says, don't you want this one? No, not today. Not, not, not because I don't think it's good. It says, I don't need that one right now. I got to teach myself. You ready? I got to teach myself how to be a minimalist sometimes. Because... Because there's some things that I can have, but that, watch me, that I don't need right now. Because if I live like nobody else right now, I get to live like nobody else tomorrow. And I'm here to tell some of y'all, your sacrifices are about to pay off. I'm here to tell somebody what you didn't do in the first 11 months, God is about to make sure you're able to do in the last 21 days of this year. Then I got to sow toward it. So this is why when we sow financially, we target seed. Why do you target seed? Because I'm targeting my seed at something. Listen, where's that in the Bible? It's all throughout the Bible. I mean, if you look at 1 Samuel chapter 9, it's made very clear. Saul goes to Samuel, the man of God, and he says, we need to find my father's donkeys. Donkeys in the Hebrew culture were tantamount to a luxury automobile. Several of his father's donkeys, Kish, and his donkeys had uh, scattered. They didn't know where they were. So he says, we need a word. Pay attention. They said, we need a word. We need to know from God where the donkeys are. Pay attention. When he goes to Saul, or when he goes to Samuel, to get an instruction about where the donkeys are, Samuel tells him, don't worry about the donkeys. He said, watch me, the donkeys were lost just to get you to me. He releases a seed, and he says, now let me tell you your future. You're about to be the first king of Israel. Uh, you missed it. His seed unlocked a word that changed his life forever. I'll talk over here because they don't shout over here ever did. His seed unlocked something that changed his life forever because he became the first one in his bloodline to become king. So watch me. Let me, let me put the sequence together. You pray, then you sow. I sow with my mind, my mouth, my movement, my money. I pray for it. I sow with my mind, my mouth, my movement, my money. I pray for it. That's the demand. Then I put it in another man through my seat. That's my mind, my mouth, my movement, my money. I just need you to catch it with me, okay? Okay? Because some of you, you prayed for it, but then you stopped. You're gonna, watch me. You're going to have to sow with your mind, your mouth, your movement, and your money. You, you got to pray. Then you got to sow with your mind, your mouth, your movement, and your money. Come on. Say it with me. Say, I pray for it. Then I sow with my mind, my mouth, my movement, and my money. Say, these are my demands. Okay, let me show you. Let me show you. Ephesians 3.20. I'm almost where I want to go. We'll give you two examples, and then we're out of here. Ephesians 3.20. Look at the screen. You getting it? Okay. Okay. Say, these are my demands. Some of y'all, you, you're mad at God, and God is like, for what? You've made no demands. 
All you did was beg. All you did was wish. All you did was hope. You never made a demand. Look at Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able, ability doesn't mean that he will. He puts conditions on it. Now unto him who is able, amplified, to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare to ask or to think. Uh, okay. All right. In other words, he says, I need you to recognize I want you to give me something to work with, but then I want to exceed what you give me to work with. Okay. But I can't exceed if you give me nothing to work with. Okay, I'm going to read it slow. That's okay, let's go. Now unto him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly. You're used to this phrase, exceedingly abundantly. Amplify says super abundantly. More, say more. More than all we dare to ask him or dare to think. There's a whole lot of stuff you never dared to ask him for. You never dared to believe for. You never dared to sow for. And God says, and because of that, you did not give me anything to exceed. Okay, what is think infinitely beyond your greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams? Which means God says, I didn't give you that dream for nothing. I, I, didn't, I didn't give you that hope for nothing. See, for some of you, here's what you get. You get caught up daydreaming of what life could be. But if I told you, you're about to experience that. Okay. I'll shout my own self happy. You, you sit back and daydream about what life could be. And you sit in your friend's Instagram reels of the house you could have or the life you could live. But what if God says, I want to exceed what it is that it is that you've asked me for? Okay, he says, I can do super abundantly above all you ask or think. He says, I will exceed your demands. 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 According to, which is a mathematical terminology which means equal to his power at work in us. What does that mean? It means your ability to put a demand. Okay. 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 God says, okay, let's just go back. Let's just start the verse over. That's okay. Come on, Lana. All right. Start the verse over. Ephesians 3.20. Start from the beginning. Let's go. Let's go. Now unto him who is able. If you go up in church, this is where the preacher stops. He's able. Only do it. I'm sick of hearing, won't he? I want to see him. I know that he's able, but I want to see it happen for me. Come on, would you tell somebody, it's about to happen for you. Good Jesus. God, I just need faith from two or three in the building. Ah, touch another person. Say, it's about to happen for us. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think. Go to the next part. Let's go. Infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams. Equal to your ability to put a demand. Equal to, the next part please. Equal to your ability to sow a seed. What types of seed are there? Four. Mind. Mouth movement, money. He says, we don't even take you serious until we see a seed. (laughs) 
Until we see you say something, we don't even think you for real about it. Until we say you take a movement, you know what? See, some of you, you're going to go look at a house. Watch me. With no approval, you're just going to go look. You say, well, why am I going? Because I need my movements. I'm trying to make it as pragmatic as I can. Watch me. For some of you, you're going to go to the restaurant. You're single now, but you're going to go to the restaurant and say, give me a table for two. Who's the other person? Oh, I'm just making a move toward. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I... You're going to go set up four bank accounts. Why? Because you prayed, Lord, give me the grace to be a millionaire. We're the only insured per financial institution of 250000 per account, which means you need four different ones at four different banks just for heaven to even believe you're serious. Examples, because maybe 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 it, it's, it's difficult. Grab the other side. Let, let me give you an example. Say Jacob. Okay. So so there's Jacob. Okay, Jacob. Jacob uh, was given a bad rap. Jacob was called uh, a trickster. And the truth is, it's not really that Jacob was a trickster. The word Jacob means supplanter. Supplanter means one who reaches. It means I know there's more for me. And so when he was coming out of his mother's womb, he literally reached. For the heel of his brother. Now, most people look at that and think, that wasn't right, that wasn't right. But there's something in him that said, I'm not going to spend all my life being second. There was something in him that said, I'm not going to spend all my life watching me, not, not being everything that I could be. So, Jacob, if you go on, you study the relationship between him and his brother. His brother's name is Esau. Say Esau. Esau. One day Esau um, was going through something. Jacob said, listen, sell me your birthright. If you sell me your birthright, I'll give you this bowl of soup. Evidently, this was some mm -mm good camels. Because Esau, Esau was like, okay. Esau was like, I'm good. He was like, here's my birthright. A lot of people look at Jacob and say, how could he take advantage of his brother like that? I look at that and say, why would his brother give up his birthright for so, e so, so easy and for so little? See, there's some people that get mad that you simply take advantage of the opportunities that you've been given. And they wouldn't. And they say, well, if I was you, well, you're not. So you wouldn't know what to do if you were sitting in the same seat. Is there anybody that's ever tried to tell you something about what they would have done if they were in your seat, but they've never sat in your seat? So the truth is, they don't really know what they would have done. See, it's easy to criticize people when you've never been in their seat, when you've never been in their shoes, when you've never had to go through what they've gone through. So don't be quick to judge somebody because Jacob was like, listen, this is my shot. This is my opportunity. And if you want to sell it, I'll buy it. But he gets a bad rap. He gets a bad rap. And I can see why you give Jacob a bad rap for that. I get it. I get it. I get it. So Jacob, Jacob and Esau, Esau makes this promise. He says, I'm going to kill you. He says, next time I see you, I'm going to kill you. It's, it's over for you. I'm done. I'm done. I can't stand you. I'm through with you. So Jacob lives his life with this thing over his head. He lives his life with this thing over his head. And one day, shout one day. One day. One day. That was good. You said it loud, but I said shout it. Shout one day. One day, Jacob is wrestling. And he's wrestling, the scripture says, with a man. But, but really, he's wrestling with an angel. But that angel is the Lord. And, and really, he's wrestling with himself. Because whenever you have a wrestling match with God, you're really wrestling with yourself. Because really, what you're dealing with is the parts of you that really don't fully believe him. So the Bible says that they begin to wrestle. Say, they wrestling. Literally, they're wrestling. And the angel hollers out, let me go, the scripture says. For the day is about to break. In other words, the sun's about to come up. Let me go. Watch what he, Jacob says. 
I will not let you go. Say demands. I will not let you go unless you bless me. He put a demand on the situation and a demand on the moment. And now you know he was actually talking to the Lord. He tells the Lord, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And watch what happens in verse 29. And he blessed him. These are my demands. Some of y'all got to tell 2023, I'm not letting you go until everything that God has for me, I get it. Oh my God. Come on, open up your mouth and say, I'm not letting go until I get it. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. They're struggling. Okay. Let me give you another example. Let me give you another example. Solomon. Let me give you another example. Let me just give you an example. Say King Solomon. Okay. King Solomon takes over um, for David. Um, Solomon is the second son of David and Bathsheba's relationship. The first son, um, the prophet Nathan tells David, has to die because of David's disobedience. He lets the second son live. Two is the biblical number of witness, which means that even, listen, even if you messed up, God says, I'm still about to let you witness a miracle. I don't know who's been under condemnation today and who's been feeling guilty because you messed up and you did something wrong and the enemy's trying to tell you you don't deserve this, you don't deserve that, ain't nothing good gonna happen to you. I just need the, the redeemed of the Lord to say so. You may have done everything they said you did but you are not who they say you are. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are made new. So look, 1 Kings 3, 4. Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings. Okay, so that's money. Verse 5, the Lord appeared to Solomon and God said, ask, this God talking, for whatever you want me to give you, shut up talking to me. Not literally, but it's just so good. Okay, God broke protocol. Say how, Bishop? Because it was protocol that in that day, God would go to the prophet and the prophet would go to the king. It was not protocol for God to go directly to the king. But what Solomon put a demand on it made God come visit him in his dream and said, ask for whatever you want me to give you. And look at the next verse. Next verse says, and I will do what you've asked and I will give you a wise and discerning heart because Solomon says, Lord, make me wise. He says, show me how to go in and out amongst your people. He says, show me how to lead all these people. He said, because your people, your people, God. Anybody ever dealt with God's people? Okay. Say elbow the person next to you and say, God's people are his people. Okay, you ready? I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart. Look at the next part. Moreover, I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for. I'm going to give you both wealth and honor. Okay, you're not catching your shout. Solomon put a demand with his seed. And the demand produced God saying, not only am I going to give you what you asked for, but I'm about to give you exceedingly, come on here, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think, because Solomon put a demand on it. Please, I just got two more examples. Touch somebody and say, these are my demands. All right, all right, all right. Let me give you the next one. Let me give you the next one. Let me give you the next one. Um, let's go with the woman with the issue of blood. You know this woman as the woman with the issue of blood. We don't know her name. We just know that she had an issue of blood for 144 months. And that her bleeding could not stop. In fact, the Bible says she had suffered terribly for severe bleeding for 12 years. 12 is the, you ready for this? 12 is the biblical number of foundation. 
12 is the biblical number of government or structure. Pay attention, which means this had become part of her life. She had begun to accept that this is just going to be her story. And for some of you, there's some things you've begun to accept like this is going to be my story. This is going to be my life. This is going to be what it is. And I came to tell you tonight, the devil is alive. Mm. Come on, please, please make this, make this declaration. Say, the devil is a liar. But can I go deeper? Um, because God plays the numbers. It's called gematria, which is the spiritual significance of numbers. How long does she have it? Twelve years. Okay. All right. Now, just, you can accept this if you want to accept this. This ain't for everybody. It's not. So that's okay. So I know everybody's not going to respond. And that's totally okay. But for those who it's for, you just grab this thing and make it for you. Maybe it's not been 12 years, but what has been happening that got you to the 12th month of this year? Ain't for everybody, but it's for somebody. To the 12th month of this year, watch me, that's about to be over. <laughs> there was a woman that had suffered terribly from severe beating for 12 years. Next part, the Bible says, saying to herself, because she hears these rumors that other people, other people are touching the hem of his garment. Where's the talit? Give me the talit. Other people are touching the hem of his garment. Jesus. Other people are touching the hem of his garment. And as they're touching the hem of his garment, they're being healed. It's literally the phalanx, the fringe on the end of this garment. As a rabbi, he would have had this on. They wore them all day. It was a prayer garment because they wrapped themselves in prayer. And for some of you, watch me, you're about to wrap the rest of this year in prayer. You're about to wrap your 2024 in prayer. So you're going to be a walking talit. You ready? She said, if I can just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And watch what the Bible says. She gets up to him. Now, think about it. She's a woman that's unclean. Shout unclean. She's a woman that's unclean, which means in the Hebrew culture, if you were unclean, you had to shout that you were unclean. You had to tell everybody you were unclean everywhere that you went. Why? It was very simple. Nobody else wanted to get what you had. You have been around somebody that's just been coughing and hacking and all that, and you'd be like, unclean, unclean. We ain't touching this neighbor. This is the neighbor. We just going gonna to air fist bump this neighbor. You're doing a little bit too much over there with your hands and tissues and stuff. You ready? Okay. So they had to shout unclean. But then in addition to that, she had to dress different. So everybody knew she had an issue, which means when she left her house, think about it, to go find where Jesus was, she was putting a demand in all four seats. She had made a decision in her mind. She begins to say to herself, she's doing it with her mouth. Then she begins to move towards the direction of where Jesus is. And she had already sold everything that she had to get well. You missed your shout. She put a demand on all four seeds and she sold them all. So she gets up to Jesus and when she gets there, she sees a crowd. Say a crowd. When she sees this crowd, she has an option because she can say to herself, I guess it's not my time. It's too many people. I'm not going to be able to get in. I'm not going to be able to get through. But she put a demand. Come on, y'all. She put a demand. And everybody in this building and everybody online, before we get out of here in just a few moments, you're about to put a demand. Because she said, I've come too far. I just walked through too much. I just had to walk through the city shouting unclean, unclean. I did not get all the way here to get to him and let a crowd stop me. And for some of y'all, you cannot let things stop you just because it seems insurmountable. So what does she do? She gets low. She gets on the ground. And she says, everybody else is trying to come at him like this. She said, I'm going to come in a way ain't nobody else coming. You missed it. See, for some of you, your strategy is about to be different than everybody else's strategy. 
and this is why you're about to succeed. She gets low. She crawls her way to him, and she grabs the tzitzit, that's what it's called, of his garment. And when she grabs it, look at the scripture, and her bleeding stopped at once. Here's another term for at once. Suddenly. Here's another term for suddenly. Immediately. Okay, say these three words, or these three phrases. Say at once. Suddenly. Immediately. Now, now, I need you to pay attention. Did Jesus touch her and say anything? No. God. <laughs> Did Jesus look at her and touch her and say, I command your bleeding to stop? No. Some of y'all are waiting on him to do something. And he says, I'm waiting on you to do something. I'm waiting on you to put a demand on it. Good God, I'm almost done, Atlanta. But I just need you to touch somebody and say, put a demand on it, put a demand on it. She touched his cloak, and her bleeding stopped at once, suddenly. I mean, what do you need to change right now? You see, if, you, if you're not in a room with people who need anything or need to see anything, then, then when a statement like that is said, like, mm -hmm, that's good. That's really good. That's, I'm going to think about that. But I need you to, I need for those of us to say, I need something to change now. Immediately, suddenly, at once. Come on, Atlanta. Immediately, suddenly, at once. Can you just touch somebody close to you? Say immediately, suddenly, at once. Now, this can't last another day like this. This can't go on like this another day. I cannot keep waking up to this same situation over and over and over again. I, I just need to know I'm in the building with some people that say something's got to change, and it's got to change immediately. It's got to change suddenly. It's just, it's got to change at once. And what God did not do in years, he did in one day. And I'm going to tell somebody, it ain't going to take him that long if you put a demand on him. What hasn't happened in years is about to happen in one day. If you believe that, release a praise for five seconds right there. Five, four, immediately, suddenly, at once, immediately, suddenly, at once. Say with me, immediately, suddenly, at once. Look at what Jesus said. Look at what Jesus said. Look at the next part. Look at what Jesus said. He says the power had gone out of him. Missing. Power had gone out of him. You missed it. Power had gone out of him. In other words, there was a power surge. Somebody put a demand on this. And when somebody put a demand on this, power had gone out of him. Y'all ready? Look at verse 34. Jesus said to her, Please, Atlanta, just just this is let me tell you up front. This is gonna be a good place to shout. Tell your friend, okay? Why is this a good place to shout? Because you're about to see something that you haven't seen in this text before. Because he didn't do it. Jesus said to her, My daughter. He didn't say he did it. He said, the demand you just put on me did this. You did this. Because somebody say, you did this. My daughter, your faith 
made you well. You did. I didn't do this. I didn't even know who touched me. All I know is somebody put a demand on me. There was a lot of people around me, but nobody put a demand on me. Wouldn't it be sad to be around God and never experience God because you don't put a demand on God? Please open your mouth, shout, these are my demands. Last, last, last example, last example, for example, last example, his mama. We're going to end with mama. We're going to end with Jesus' mama. Jesus' mama's name is Mary. Um, Mary in John chapter 2 makes a very interesting request. And this is what I've been saying to you since last week. Um, and I've been saying on our pop-ups, and I've been saying in prayer, and I, and I really hope you get this. You don't get nothing else. I need you to get this, and we're done. I need you to get this tonight. Say, I got to get this. Y'all say it, say it with authority. Say, I got to get this. So in John chapter 2, Jesus and his disciples, they're at a party. It's, it's a reception. Um, they're at a party. Um, you know, it's a section of the party. They got their red solo cups. Uh, don't look at me like you don't know nothing about the they, they got the red solo cup. And so, and so they're at the party. The wine runs out. Mary runs over to Jesus. Now, I want you to think about it. He's not done any miracles yet. He's not done any miracles yet. He's not done any miracles yet. But she knows that there's a supply in him that she just has to put a demand on. So she walks over to Jesus and said, Jesus! He's like, Mama Dog, I'm sitting here with my friends. I got my crew, don't you know, this is my staff. Don't come up and talk to me like this. And you know that he was a little offended by what she said. Because look what he says. Woman! He don't even say mama. He calls her woman. As if he didn't know her. Pay attention. She says, Jesus, they have ran out of wine. Look at me, look at me, look at me. It wasn't her issue. It was somebody else's issue. This is why I keep telling you to touch your neighbor. Because for some of you, watch me, the faith of who you're around is about to produce something for you. Make sure you don't have friends that ain't got faith. Let's talk. Make sure you ain't got friends and people riding in your car and people sitting at your dinner table and people going to the restaurant. If you don't have faith, I'm going to need you to get away from me. Mary says, I'm done, y'all. Mary says, they have run out of wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? Look at the screen. My hour has not yet come. In other words, it's not time for me to do any miracles yet. I'm not ready to do any miracles yet. I'm not ready to do this yet. But look at the next verse. She ignores what he says. And his mother says to the servants, whatever he says to do, you do it. The Bible says there's six water pots that are right there. Jesus is like, fine then. He says, Fill these water pots up with water. You missed the miracle already. He just told her, I'm not ready to do this. But she put a... The bank told you no, but you're going to have to put a... The hiring manager said no, but you're going to have to put a... The underwriter said no, but you're going to have to put a... The doctor told you, ain't no way, but you're going to have to put up. Your family situation is crazier now than it's ever been, but you're going to have to put up. 
His mother said to the servants, whatever he says do, you do it. You do it. You do it. You do it. He says, fill these six water jugs up. They fill them up. He says, now start pouring. As they start pouring, the Bible says the water starts turning into wine. As they start pouring, which means here goes another demand. Here goes another release. As they start pouring, the water turns into wine. The master of the party calls over to Jesus and said, normally, the best stuff is served first. And then once everybody's inebriated, once everybody's drunk, then, then you give them the cheap stuff. Because they don't know no better. They don't know the difference. He said, but you, you have turned this thing. Here it is. And you have saved the best for last. His first recorded miracle in the scripture as Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. His first recorded miracle was saving the best for last. So why do I keep saying this to you? Because the only reason he did that is because Mary put a everybody stand, we're done. Mary put a I'm going to stand with me in the building and at home. So tonight, for just a few seconds, I want us to put a demand on the resources that heaven has available, which are unlimited. How many of you need something to manifest in your life in these last 21 days? Wait with me. Lift your hand. Lift your hands. That's you. Lift your hands. Online, do the hand with emoji just said to me. I want you to put a demand on it. The Bible says that if we pray anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know we have the things that we ask of him. Everybody in this building and online tonight, I want you to just take 30 seconds and whatever it is that you need to see manifest between now and the end of this year, I want you to begin to pray about that right now and be as specific as you can. Pray about that right now. Come on, let me hear you in the building and online. Pray about that right now. Whatever it is, be specific. Be specific. Make a formal order. Don't be vague. Don't beat around the bush. I need you to put a demand on it. I need you to put a demand on it. I need you to put a demand on it. I need you to put a demand on it. Your future needs you to put a demand on it. Put a demand on it. Put a demand on it. Come on, let me hear you, Atlanta. Come on, online. Would you just begin to type, I demand it, I demand it, as you're praying. In the comments. I demand it. 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 I put a demand on the resources of heaven. And before this year is out, I got to see it manifest. I got to see it happen. And what God hasn't done in years, he can do in days. And what God hasn't done in years, he can do in days. He exceeds my demands. He exceeds my demands. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name. Heads about eyes closed in this building and don't lie. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord and be sure wherever you're at, this is your moment. This is your opportunity to do that tonight. This is your opportunity. God's not mad. He's not angry with you. He's not upset with you. 
tonight's your night. Say it's my night. And that's you tonight. 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body died so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. Tonight, you need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at, on the count of three, you slip your hand up in this building online to do the hand wave emoji or you say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, slip that hand up in this building. Come on, church. We celebrate when people come to the Lord. I know these are interest services, but we still celebrate. That's our culture. Online, you do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. I've got online ambassadors standing by. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fail or if I fall, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. I believe the rest of this year will be the best of this year for me. You saved the best for last. In Jesus' name, amen. You can open your eyes. Scan that QR code at Text Harvest to 55498. Let me walk you through what to do next now that you've given your life to the Lord. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. And I want to encourage you. Harvest is a hybrid church at buildings and online. We're excited about what we're going to do here in this area. That's why we've been doing these interest services to just build a nucleus of people um, so that we would be able to launch what will be a great work for God's glory in this area. Despite all the churches, you not know 60% of Atlanta Metro is unchurched or de-churched? That's the majority of this area. So if you're in church, you think everybody go to church. That's just everybody you know. The truth is the majority of this area does not know the Lord. And we're excited about that. Uh, if I'm your shepherd, you know that. Whether you're in this building or online, we encourage you to connect. Scan the QR code at text harvest to 55498. Then the option for join HC and connect. Um, I'm going to push some of you to get involved. That's why we're doing these interest services so that you can get involved. It's all, you can start that process online. It's simple and it's easy. Did you get some out of the word tonight? Did you get some out of the word tonight? Just look at the person next to you and say, I hope you make some demands tonight. Wrong neighbor. Tell somebody else that'll shout when you tell them that. Say, God's about to exceed your demands. Tell them. Wrong neighbor. They should have shouted when you told them that. Apparently, it's the third one in Atlanta. Look at the third one. Say, heaven is about to exceed your demands. Listen, uh, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, get that ready. If you're going to sow the seal, get that ready. In May of 2022, the Lord gave me a crazy instruction. He said, son, every service, every prayer, I want you to take a specific seat at the end of the message. I never did it up to this point, after 15 years of being a pastor. He said, because I'm going to release wealth into the hands of the people of harvest. And he said, I said, Lord, every time, he said, every single time. He said, because when you teach the people to sow, he said, I'm going to, re- I'm going to multiply that seed. And I'm going to release wealth into the hands of the people of harvest. If you look at the testimonies, you can see that God is doing it every day, all day. And I just want you to make this declaration and say, and my praise report is next. We're going to sow the same thing that we did from this morning, 34. And that was from 2 Kings. That was from 2 Kings. 34 is our seed. I just want you to call this my demands. That's what I'm sowing. That's what I'm sowing. How can you sow it? You can use the cash app. Bishop Foreman with the number two at the end. PayPal, Bitmo, Zelle, Gilderfine. That's available. Email us at Lowen Harvest Church, that church. If it's about to have 34, I encourage you to get as close as you can to it. To seal this word that you've heard. You're going to make some demands. 
and your demands are going to be met and exceeded. The last 21 days of this year are going to be the best 21 days of this year for you. You agree with that? Say, and it is so. Say it again. Say, and it is so. Love you, Atlanta. Don't forget prayer tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. Wednesday night live Bible study. That'll be from Denver. I'll be back in Denver on Wednesday. 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. Our daily pop-ups every single day on social media. You can be a part of that. Then we'll be back next Sunday, 6 o'clock Mountain. Excuse me, no, Wednesday, 6 o'clock Eastern time. We'll be back in this building. I want to encourage you to bring somebody with you. We've not put a lot of gas on these, but we're about to put the gas on them. Because it's time for us to do what we came to do. We're about to put a demand on the region. We're about to put a demand on this atmosphere. Amen. Lift your seat to the Lord in the building and online. To say, I seal what I've heard. Lock this word in me, Lord. These are my demands. I believe you will meet and exceed my demands in Jesus name like Solomon like the woman with the issue of blood like Jacob like Mary you will exceed my demands in Jesus name amen Pastor Passing here in the building online you can uh, give that way if you want to do that or scan the QR code that's on the screen remember don't use the one that's on the seats use the one that's on the screen I'll be down front to meet greet you uh, in just a moment I'd love to hug your neck shake your hand hear your fist bump get to know who you are hug two or three people on your way out just tell them I, I can't wait to see you next week tell them I can't wait to see you next week we'll see you next week 6 o'clock in this building and online I'll be down front to meet greet you knowing the shalom of God once you give Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. Go in the shalom of God. See you in just a moment. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.